0: Vinyl Analysis is fueled by Grand Prix Karting. This is Vinyl Analysis. I am your host, Arch Madness. Along with me, as he is every single time we do this damn show, and he is he is amazing. He is the oats to my hall. He is producer Greg Hansberry. Yo. Greg, I just, I, honest to God, I just, you know what? And this is going to be an interesting show today because you and I aren't going to be the only married couple in the studio today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. I've been saving that <laughs> hey. joke since about 10 o'clock this morning. <laughs> so we're going to have... A good old time today. What joke? is not a joke. There's no what? jokes. There's no <laughs> jokes. Uh, let's see here. Vinyl analysis. You got me, Arch Madness. You got Greg Hansberry. And and this is going to be a special show. They joined us in the first season. They're kind of overwhelmed with our studio change, as most people were who came in in that first season. Season and three they, has brought a lot of changes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh. And let me just throw this at you because this is kind of cool. Vinyl analysis is fueled by Grand Prix carding. We have we we have a sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, radio personnel. Oh no, hey, I was going to do it this way. I was going to say, here's Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo. <laughs> <laughs> that was my other joke I wrote. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider. On the way in here.
0: But uh, did you see how I wrote that? Did you see how my joke? He was ready for it. Uh, But we've got radio personality Christy Kemper and uh, lead singer of the Gypsy Kings, uh, Jimmy Roseberry, in the studio with us. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. And, Christy and Jimmy, we have a new segment on the show. We call it What is on Your Table? Mm. What's on your table? So let's start with you, producer Greg Hansberry. What are you jamming on, man? What's on your table? Well, I'm pretty, pretty proud papa right now. I uh, got my son one of those Crosley uh, record players for his bedroom. (laughs) Now he's only five, so I've got an array of little uh, records for him to fumble around on. But the one that uh, he has latched onto the most, 1976 ELO, a new world record. He... We'll put uh, "Living Thing" on repeat. Aww. So he's he's hooked to ELO right now, uh, and I think it's just you know the crazy sounds and the the orchestra and stuff. He's he's in uh, to ELO at five years old. That's so I cool. Can't be and, more proud. And and great prog rock. Absolutely. And, and ELO's "Face the Music" was the first record that I stole from my sisters. There you go. So that's great that he's gonna his first taste of vinyl. That's it's it. gonna be Jeff Lynn. I mean, that's you, man, Father of the Year. Thank you. Hashtag Father of the Year,
2: Mr. Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. So let
0: me. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'll go next, and then we'll let uh, Christian and Jimmy go. Um, and and I know this thing. I'm gonna timestamp this thing, and and I really, I just don't give a shit right now, because this. I am so excited to see John Karabi. It's a, a place called the uh, Shrunken Head. Yeah, and I want to say hi to the Tongs. Thank you so much they've just been awesome to me. Missy are, and Jeff, we know they're, them; they're good yeah. friends. Yeah, and, and they are trying to. And Missy and I have been uh, going back and forth. We're trying to uh, get John Karabi to come in studio with me on the cool. Friday. That Friday, he's doing a Friday night in Columbus, and we're gonna. We're trying. I'm trying to get him in studio. So not only are we gonna hear from uh, Jim Roseberry and and have him talk about having you know Fred Curry. On speed dial here today. If John Karabi. Stop it. He's he's texting him right now. That's oh, that's cool, man. So if now John Karabi might call me, he has my number now and, and try and figure out what we're gonna do. So if I get that call, Christy and Jimmy, mm-hmm. and you, producer Greg, I just want you to know that I'm gonna take it. So anyway, on my table right now, uh from 1998 Now you gotta remember uh Nikki Six and Tommy and Mick. Uh, they took Vince Neil back. And so Vince Neil went back into Motley Crue into the late 90s. So what was John Karabi going to do? We've talked about John Karabi mm-hmm. and his stint in Motley Crue and how much I love that record. My third favorite Motley Crue record after Too Fast and Shout is the 94 Crue album uh-huh. with Karabi without a flippin' doubt. So this album, now you got, oh, and then you have Kiss, all right, Kick and Bruce Kulick. And Eric Singer to the curb to get back with the original members, Peter Chris and Ace Fraley. So Bruce Kulik and John Karabi formed this band called Union. And it was a phenomenal, phenomenal record. Here's the songs I want to tell you about. Old Man Wise, Heavy D, and October Morning Wind. But that is not my favorite song. Probably my favorite song that John has ever penned is Love, I Don't Need It Anymore. And in fact, if I get Karabi in studio with me, I'm going to pray to baby Jesus that (laughs) I can get him to sing that song live for me. So anyway, uh, the Union record from 1998, there's some great tunes on there, uh, but Love, I Don't Need It Anymore is still one of the best songs uh, that John Karabi has ever written. And I just, I'm so excited to see this cat and that's what's on my table now. Let's head over to the lovely and the talented. Did
2: I mention lovely? Oh, stop. Christy Kemper. Stop. So, what's on my table? You know, uh, working for QFM for 27 years now. Awesome, Chris. I love everything that we play. I'm a huge Zeppelin fan. I love Pink Floyd. War. there there are... (laughs)
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry dude okay all of you <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> I, christy when i hear your
2: breaks <laughs> and when i play and you play and you're war, coming out Low of war, Rider.
0: and for the for the listener right now who's in south dakota uh, let me just tell you christy cannot stand that song war Low Rider. and, and i
2: i don't understand why we play it because I, there's I a am. fine line between iconic rock classic rock and and all dates, and Christy. War. This, this and is war. this
0: is a fight you've been fighting for twenty years, Christy. I know. So I, anyway, I'm, and I'm sorry, but well, what is on your table? Uh, okay, so
2: what's on my table? Uh, I believe it or not, I really do enjoy a lot of new music, and in particular, what I have really been geeked about, at least for the past six months, is Greta Van Fleet. Okay, one of my all-time favorites. In fact, got into a um, a keyboard warrior fight on Facebook <laughs> with a guy that I know that couldn't understand the Greta Van Fleet. They've blatantly ripped off Led Zeppelin. And if I were Led Zeppelin, I'd be really pissed off. And so, of course, I had to, after a couple glasses of card Bordeaux, had to get on there and go, dude, listen, music has to come from someplace. These are three young brothers. Yes, are they emulating the sound of Pink Floyd? But for me, it's refreshing. Ze- Zeppelin. Or Zeppelin, I'm sorry. Um, for me, it's refreshing because... This day and age, there's not a lot of new music coming from our iconic artists. And if there are, we're not playing them. So to me, listening to Greta Van Fleet was they are paying homage to some of the greats.
0: Let's discuss this. You're Let's good. discuss this. Well, and, and, and I'm going to play devil's advocate a, a little bit on this as well. And, and Jimmy, before we even get to what's on your table, sure. I want to have a discussion between the three or four of us Absolutely. about Greta Van Fleet, because here's here's the thing. And I can't say too much. Because I love Kingdom Come, so I'm not saying too much. You know what I mean. That and there, came up in
2: the keyboard and warrior fight. And, by the and, way. And, and, and
0: yes, and I will fight for Kingdom Come. And and there's got to be a better way to say that. Uh, but I I think <laughs> I, I you know and there's talk of a of a, a reunion there, which I would be beside myself if that happened. But it it. it Look, man, I am not going to get upset about these young kids and wearing the influences on their sleeve the way they are because, look, man, as rock fans, we can't get too damn particular now. we When when, when a young artist, when these young artists and these kids that love rock and they want to play that, yeah, it, my God, let them emulate that. Because if you listen to active rock right now, th- that music is shit. <laughs> That music is absolute shit. There's only a couple. A, a and, and, lot, and lot of the, it is. A lot of it. Not a lot. Not of all it. I'm, not, I'm not saying all of it. And but you know what I'm it comes saying a hot damn big proportion yeah, of it is shit. It
1: really is.
2: And and what we and Jimmy and I discuss this all the time. Listen, I'll be honest. I listen to the other radio station because I, I get tired of hearing Lowrider. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, but they come in on they they hop in our lane quite oh, a bit. A oh, they oh, hop yeah. in our and I and I have a lot of friends over there.
0: But I'm just saying they hop in our lane quite Honey, a what bit. What we hear, we heard running tool? with the devil. I heard. I
1: guarantee you heard R- running with the a- devil. Aerosmith when we were on our way in, walking yes. in the store. Yeah, stay in Errol your
2: lane. Smith, which is cool? Sweet emotion and understand that followed Tool schism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so and I love I tool, mean, but yeah, and I, I'm with you. No, and I I'm with you. you. Yeah, but what we talk, what Jimmy and I talk about a lot, it, the difference between a melody and songwriting. The songwriting of today isn't like it used to be.
0: But these kids are going to. And Jimmy, I want to pose this question to you, Jimmy Roseberry, uh, in with us. I want to, I want to pose this question to you. Can these kids? They're still, you know, it was an EP that came out, and we're right. talking Four about songs. Greta Van Fleet. This is an EP that came out. Listen, they're gonna have to do more than just sound like Led Zeppelin, man. Sure. And that, and I guess that's the devil devil's advocate sure. part that I that I'm saying is. Do they have? They're more gonna than have than to. They're the gonna idea. have to do more. They're gonna sure. have to
1: do more. And, and Jimmy, your thoughts on them and just what I said. I mean, sure. Well, first of all, I think it's kind of cool that a, a younger act is kind of rejuvenating, if you can kind of call it mm-hmm. a modern neo classic rock band, whatever. I don't know what kind of term to put. On I, that. I wouldn't
0: either. I wouldn't know either.
1: But uh, I think it's very very cool to see a little bit of a resurgence, you know, in a a, a classic sense of rock, um, not in the modern sense, you know, like we were just talking about with the Blitz and the active rock. Um, one thing, you know, yeah, I, I was kind of perturbed about them releasing an EP and not a record, but the record in- industry has changed dramatically. Uh, there's no profit these days in making and releasing a record. It might take, what, a uh, half million dollars to record a top-tier record and what guarantee does it have a new act especially have to recoup that and understand that if if they get a half million dollar uh you know advanced from the record company they owe that record company a half million dollars before they
2: make any any profit
0: and, and I don't have a problem with an EP per se but to have the buzz that this band has generated oh, yeah. it's going to take a lot more than that and and look when I go on iTunes anymore as as a fan I can go on like when Judas Priest just dropped their new record. Firepower. If I want to go through Firepower and pick out the songs I like and guess what? If there's a shit song on there that I don't want, that's they're not getting my dollar 29. Mm-hmm. So I, there there are, you know the fan can be picky as well. So you've got to deliver and I think that's what you're saying. You got to deliver the goods, yeah, man. A-
1: absolutely and it, you know that's a great thing for the consumer but in some ways, you know, I miss I miss this thing right here. Oh, he's holding a record. Because, you know, you can see not only the picture of the band, but you get the credits, the liner notes, the details. I'm, I'm buying vinyl
0: now, not just because I do the show because I love it, guys. Some of the new some of the new vinyl now sounds better, obviously better than it than it ever did just because of of technology itself and, you know, these 180 grams and all this good shit. It just it's vinyl sounds really, really good right now. And I've bought new music. On vinyl the new anthrax I bought that on you, vinyl you and it sounds be,
2: phenomenal you yeah. would be proud to hear arch Sam my 26 year old millennial daughter yes has quite a vinyl collection and she prefers vinyl. I mean yes she still has her Spotify and everything else oh me but yeah, right, She Sean. loves her vinyl and she said you're right it's a totally different vibe and and I really enjoy listening to it on a turntable with a couple of Bluetooth speakers but she says it's a whole different vibe
0: And before we get to Jimmy's table, I mean, Christy, what? I don't want to put you on the spot, but I mean, what do we know? And and Greg, if you know, or Jimmy, if you know, I mean, this whole Greta Van Fleet, what is their plan? Are they working on something right now? Guys, do we know what their story is? I mean, you're the you're the news director at the station. I mean, have you heard anything? Well, they're
2: on tour. Okay, let's put it this way. When when they first broke and Highway Song came out and everyone went. Because when I first heard it, I went. Wait a minute. Is this like a lost Zeppelin track? Is this something that they recorded that, that, that you know, Jimmy Page finally decided to bring out of the vault? What is this? So then I was hooked from that point on because even it had, just has enough modern edge to it. So then I found out they only did the four song EP. Then they came here to the basement, sold out within two minutes. Two minutes!
0: And the basement is a—I mean, we're talking a, one of our smallest venues here, 200, but still, two hundred people. Still, it's 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 our cavern,
2: You're, exactly. It's, and
0: it's a great—and I saw Pete Best there. It's, yeah. but it's a great the place. Club. It, yes,
2: I yes, yes, yes. Uh, they're playing Rock on the Range, and to be quite honest, uh, the the only band that I really want to see at Rock on the Range this year is Greta Van Fleet, and I said I'll buy my ticket. I'll spend my sixty bucks just to see them
0: this That's year. That's awesome because I but, just the whole Rock on the Range thing. I I I love it. I just wish they would would have more artists that but I mean right. they've tried I mean look they had Metallica last year I get yeah. it and 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 you know unfortunately uh, the Soundgarden show everyone was excited for that one and then we all know how then, that anyway, turned yeah, out no and, but but I just there's just I don't know hey maybe that's a good thing that there's so many you know young rock bands that we're not getting the the old farts on there I, I don't know but there's a couple different ways to look at that
2: I do know that Greta Van Fleet, they are going to have to come up. We was talk about the sophomore curse. And even though it won't technically be a sophomore effort because it was only an EP, but I got to think part of them, they're legit. They they have a love for the music and and paying homage to Zeppelin, whoever their influences may be. But I'd also like probably think that they're a little bit manufactured. Okay. Yeah. By the yeah. record company. That's, that's yes. You know, and that's that should, and that's that's a fear. That's, that's a, a scary thing. That that's sure a is. real problem. If you're a manufacturer, you got to live up to that. And you're right. How can they move forward on their own merits and go? Okay, listen. We got to break out of this. Yes. We now everyone knows who we are. Okay. We got this. We got our shtick. But now it's time for us to break away from that and show everybody what we can do outside of sounding like. You know, is that one want to be? That is so cool. We we haven't
0: had a discussion like this on on what's on your table. So I, that's awesome, Christy, that you had that. Christy Kemper, uh, radio personality here in Columbus, with us. Uh, her husband and the uh, the lead singer of the Gypsy Kings, Jimmy Roseberry, uh, also in with us. Now, now, Jimmy, w- what's on your table, man? What's on my table?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always on my table. Yeah. Uh, building, Besides wine. <laughs> Besides wine, uh, building computers. You mm-hmm. know, for uh, recording and mixing audio. The, always doing that, of course. Uh, got everything from weekend warriors to uh, full bore rock stars like Mr. Fred Curry from uh, Cinderella,
0: which we are going to get into here in just a few. Are you hearing some on, on the Columbus? Are you hearing some local stuff? And obviously, your your band is is having a nice little ride here. I mean, you we're, guys are doing really well for yourselves. But I mean, are you run. hearing some? Are you hearing some stuff locally even that you're like, wow, that really trips my trigger?
1: Or you know, there's a uh, there's there's a bunch of great uh, musicians in Columbus. I've got, of course, some of my favorites, and I'm not going to. B-
0: Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to go out. into that. Right on, right but, on.
1: But uh, certainly have some of my favorites, some of my favorite singers in particular, because that's kind of my focus, what I've been doing of late. But, uh, you know, uh, the band's obviously a focus point of mine, trying to get better working with Mr. Uh, Jamie Vandera. Who also works with Mr. Tom Kiefer, ties in to cinderella Javy
2: vanderas is, the, is Dude, the local vocal coach that literally that
0: guy like he he instructs everyone we like on saturday we He's were a, talking straxer. about him on I, you know because obviously uh they had worked as, with us as far as the qfm 96 house band the right. contest uh-huh. that we have here at the station we work at in columbus and and uh and, and they somebody said this vocal coach and i remember mentioning his name on the air mm-hmm. but at a bar one night just sitting around with some dudes talking shop and they're like. Dude, that guy does like Tom Kiefer. I mean, he does some
2: major, major
1: artists. It's...
2: You, you talk about a new band, Star Set. Okay, they're yeah. another, another new band. And as Jimmy was going in <laughs> for... I was walking, for... Uh,
1: walking out of my lesson, my first lesson with Jamie. And this, you know, the taller guy looks looks kind of, you know, kind of decked out in rock, att- modern rock attire. And I'm like, ah, I don't know who this guy is, right? And Jamie's like, yeah, that's a singer from Star Set. They're going to be at uh, Rock on the Range here in a couple of weeks. So...
0: Jimmy, you go into a a vocal coach or something like that, mm-hmm. and and you hear about singers doing this. I mean, accomplished, accomplished mm-hmm. singers at it just it's almost like a um, like a like a LeBron or uh, you know oh, yeah. maybe pick a major league baseball player, pick a football player, somebody trying to get an edge. You're trying to figure out how you can improve your game. Absolutely. What's What's what is that like? I mean, uh-huh. you got to really let your you got to let your guard down, and you just got to. You can't take anything personally, I'm
1: assuming. How, how does that work? It's, uh, it, it's definitely, you feel exposed. You I know, would imagine, <laughs> man. And it's, uh, it's certainly, it's, it's hard at first to let your guard down. And, you know, you're like, this guy is an expert at what he's doing. He's incredibly talented. He's listening to all of my faults and flaws, you know. But, uh, honestly, though, one of the best things musically that I've ever done, I know that he certainly helped Tom, Jack Russell. Uh, I can't remember the kid from Star Set. He's a kid to me because he's younger than <laughs> I. Yeah, they're all, yeah, they're all <laughs> kids. Anyone to us, under is a kid. Anyone under right a on. kid to me. But right. Uh, anyway, he's he's helped all of us and you, even the local guys. You know, Dave uh, from Jackass Genius. Uh, Dave was already Gosh, a, I love
0: he's he's really he's good, already man. a
1: great singer, but he's he's better than he ever has been. Cliff Stanton from Hot Lucy, same way. Uh, we actually owe Cliff for getting Jamie uh, down at. the Columbus, have heard up people, Columbus, And right. I've yeah.
0: I've met Cliff a couple different times out and about and and when I talk to, to people, they just everyone raves about him and just what a great guy he is locally and, and what he
2: means to everybody. He can sing Journey like no other. And, I'm and, telling and, you. And
0: you talk about Dave Crouch and, and and honestly, and I told him this. The first time I ever saw him would have been the time right after they, they won it and I had a chance at a breakfast club or something to talk to him. And I said, Dude, you know who you you remind me of? And you gotta be careful. A lot of times when you say, "You know who you remind me of?" Tommy Shaw, Jimmy. You know, well, I've never yeah, that exactly, before. exactly, exactly.
1: Dave Mustaine. No,
0: exactly. <laughs> but I told him Kelly Hansen. Uh, well, who is now a foreigner, but but right. but of Hurricane, and that's and I love those Hurricane albums and stuff. But he he thought that was he's like, "Wow, thanks, Arch. That's really really cool." Kelly's and, a killer singer. In his he own right. is. A, he's, he is a great singer in his own right, and. And lead singing. Do you have the disease? Are you okay, Jimmy? I mean, are you
2: <laughs> LSD? You mean? I mean, are you all right with the you know, disease? I, I, no, he suffers from gas gear acquisition no, I, I have syndrome.
1: M- much more issues <laughs> with uh, gear acquisition <laughs> syndrome. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: honey, I you know, do you need another guitar? I'm you know, sorry, lead, lead I laugh at you. Disease,
1: I tell you what keeps me out of that. To be honest with you, my oh. attitude really is uh, our performances and my performances really not so much about me. It's really about our our crowd uh, and. You know the uh, the effort to focus on them it really takes the ego of all the band members if they buy into that completely out of the equation so it's more about our audience and then we can focus on you know how do we do the best show possible
0: now, now see now really the heart and soul of the gypsy kings is is that live performance so this has got to be a whole different lesson when you get when you talk to somebody you know Tom Kiefer's thinking that way, but Tom's also thinking two or three albums down the line and how he wants to. But I mean, there's there's something different between being a you know studio and then trying to do it live. I can only imagine. I, I would think the teaching of the live performance would almost be harder for a vocal coach because he has to see, he has to kind of feel you being well, up in front of that crowd because yeah. it changes, man.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It it certainly does. Uh, one thing that we have to deal with that you know. As great as Tom is, and he, he is amazing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tom has to play for a limited amount of time. We have to play for four hours. So there's an endurance that's factor. A good, that's a
0: great point for man. us. You know, our yeah, last, last gig, absolutely.
1: we had to do two one and a half hour stretches. So essentially, that's like doing Kiefer doing two shows in, a, in an evening. Right. So there's, you know, we have to deal with vocal fatigue and, uh, you know, it's more of a stamina kind of a uh, situation
0: and let me just one more thing before we get into the actual record that we're going to talk about today <laughs> because you mentioned a name and 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 i've talked about him periodically here you you brought up jack russell uh-huh and and now has this been recently when this coach has 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 dealt with jack because he, i think it's, but, been, it's been a good while Arch, okay but. because well here's my thing jack obviously his his you know the tragedy, you know, the station fire. You uh, think about house, his, yeah, his, yeah. his, I mean, he's had, you know, the drug dependency. I mean, sure. it, it's just, Great White deserved a better fate than, than they got. Than to and be I'm, a
2: footnote I, in a tragic rock uh, and roll yes, tragedy. Yes, yeah. yes, yes,
0: yes. So I, it was about, and, and Jimmy and Christy, I want to say it was like three or four years ago, I got to see, you know, Jack Russell's Great White. Mm-hmm. The dude can barely walk. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right? he He basically needs help up there. When he sings, man, it still sounds amazing. i and I've never ever really seen that. Cause now I'm watching my heroes get older. I'm watching my heroes get clean. I'm watching my heroes deal with, with all the problems that they've had throughout you know, and no one I would I would challenge anybody to say that they've gone through what, what Jack has, has gone through. There's no doubt. And and Absolutely. you know, and, and the loss of life and all those I mean to have your fans die at your show—I mean, that's that's can't that's, even I, I, no. I can't imagine, sound, imagine how that guys, must feel, guys. He sounded so good, and I would I would go I'd go see him tomorrow. I mean, he sounded so damn good. And that's one thing I, I think love, Jack. I love Jack
2: Russell's that voice. we brought up the last time we did this show, and we were talking about Tesla, and one of the best shows that that I've seen in in quite some time. We've seen small, them numerous we've, we've times. We've seen Tesla numerous times, great. and <laughs> they sound exactly the same. The record, and like The record like the record. And same with Tom Kiefer, when Tom Kiefer did our show. It was amazing to me. How long has it been? 20 years? And the dude was still in perfect voice. Jack Russell, again. It's, yes, our idols are getting older, but they still maintain that that rock and roll presence.
0: And 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 the thing is... Not all of them have done it. No. Not no. all of them have done it, said Mr. The biggest David Lee Roth fan you'll ever meet in your no. life.
2: Okay, then there's that. Well, but anyway. Yeah. Hey, I know, hey, I know. We hey. saw, we uh, No, David Lee
0: Roth, and the list goes on. And I'm not going to sit here and bag on singers because I know that's going to break Jimmy's heart, but I mean, Paul Stanley. <laughs> Paul Stanley. Don't get him started on Jeff Lynn and, 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 and going and, and, back to your ELO. Yeah, Grant. But yeah. it, it hurts, man. <laughs> you know, and that's why I am excited about seeing John Karabi. Great because, singer. because yeah. for for the for the folks that love the music that we love, mm-hmm. you know the hard rock slash heavy metal, the, the, those type of singers. There's only a handful of them left that can even do it, and and John's one of them, and that, and that's why I can't wait to see him, man. Well,
2: the Dead Daisies version, oh of, Jesus, of an American band, American which is band. which is actually the their tune, new album. They've we, only released one their song. Their version, the oh, Daisies version of American awesome. Band, is what Jimmy's that's, band. That's Jimmy's basically King's, what, what they we decided to do to, our to open take up off with. That's what they. So of. they're doing Dead Daisies version of American Band when they open their set
1: because the energy. If you listen to that, the energy of that. I mean, there's a video on YouTube, obviously. Oh, oh my live god! Live recording. It sounds great. Karabi sounds great. The drumming, the energy, the weight of Aldr- the drummer.
0: Aldrich is, it, I mean, dude, that, that band right now is absolutely screaming. Hey, the no, Dead it's, Daisies. It's there might, they might be one of the best live rock bands going, yeah, for the right music now, that we yeah. love. For the music that we love. Absolutely. So what are we going to do about Christie's beer? <laughs> Can you want to give her a sip of mine and yours? Do we
2: have something? We got to share. We'll form Can we pour Can we them all together?
0: There's got to be a way for us to, to, I wish we had
2: a cup. Now, Christy. you know what? I think I've got vodka hidden somewhere. Here's,
0: here's the deal, Christy. These, and we want to thank uh, Elysian. Is that correct? Is Elysian. A better, Elysian. Elysian. Elysian, gotta, yeah, Elysian is, like a, is like some kind of source. And this stuff. is a space dust. It's IPA. 8.2%. Kids. Well,
2: Mama's just getting warmed up. Yeah, we're just
1: getting started. <laughs>
2: Hold on. Let me see if
0: John Karabi has called
1: me. <laughs>
0: Wait, did nothing, Fred get back with you? <laughs> nothing yet. All right. Hey, and before we get into the album, I want to make sure that uh, we, we give our, our gang a shout out that uh, uh, Chris Bowen at, over at uh, Grand Prix Karting. Uh, vinyl analysis is fueled by Grand Prix Karting. Indoor racing, combat inspired laser tag, escape rooms in the kid zone, uh, GPKColumbus.com. Hey, reserve your spot today for clued in. The Escape Room Experience at GPKColumbus.com. Play Modern uh, Laser Warfare, Central Ohio's first indoor tactical laser tag. Race at speeds over 35 miles per hour on the nation's longest indoor track. Uh, GPX Indoor Entertainment is where speed and adventure meets family fun. Hell yeah! And and again, that is uh, GPK Columbus. Uh, columbus.com yeah. yeah i know yeah. And, and, and chris as god is my witness yeah. I, I i will reach out and get out to you we're going to get chris and chris just let you know that no one's going to do guns and roses appetite for destruction It, it it's going to be you bro so uh <laughs> once i do get a hold of you and stuff but once the weekend hits i just i mean i start partying. yeah and i know and i that and shit just next happens. thing you know it's I like a monday again i can't even i can't even so let's get right into it. Cinderella Night Songs released August 2nd, 1986. Uh, there were three singles released on this record, guys. Uh, Shake Me, Nobody's Fool, Somebody Save Me. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, Jimmy, let's start with you, man. This record, and I know you have uh, a connection now with uh, with Fred Curry and, sure. and, and your business. Before we even touch on that, let's just talk about the record itself and what it meant to you.
1: Well, uh... <laughs> When I was younger, you know, I really wasn't, quite frankly, into Cinderella that much. Well, that's, that's fine. Uh, that's, what, it's, that's
0: what we love talking about. But, I want to know how this progressed. As, to- a, as
1: I've gotten older, it's funny, I've kind of gone back and uh, reattached or uh, attached, you know, so, to some of the things from the 80s that I really didn't care for. Poison would be another example. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, one thing that I, I really like about Cinderella and this album in particular is, to me, it, there's a little more meat to it you know a little more musical substance uh than a lot of 80s music in my opinion
0: oh i i totally agree a little and, bit more high bro well christy he's bringing up poison and, and you got to remember for me growing up and i was even at this point 86 87 i had hopped over into the thrash scene i mean i i was i was into to metallica and megadeth and yeah, anthrax yeah, yeah. and Slayer, but i didn't give up those roots the the Dawkins. Mm-hmm. And, and the Motley Crue's, I still kind and of hung on comes. to that. And the King, so Would you lay off of them? <laughs> That's a great album. I got, I got it. Babe. So, so, but, but, the, but Cinderella was different. We brought up Tesla. Tesla was different. These mm-hmm. were still bands that I thought were were viable rock bands, even if it was the hair scene. And, and quite honestly, you know, when we went to go see Bon Jovi and Cinderella, and, and I and I got to tell some of the guys from Cinderella this. I mean, you know, back in 1986, 1987, we were going to see Cinderella. And that's right. not just lip service. We fucking left. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? That, that's yep. not lip service. We were there to see Cinderella. When you go to see, when, when some of these bands were hooking up with the Bon Jovis and the Poisons. Now, granted, as we get older, Jimmy, I, I feel like, it's like, you know what? I appreciate that first Poison record. I think yeah. Look What the Catrack yeah, Game was awesome. Absolutely. And you too. will not find a more fan friendly dude than Brett Michaels you got that you are not you're not going to do it he is, How he is many so times good to his fans g- getting
2: on the bus and he I spends have. time with
0: you and, and he shakes was...
2: your hand and he loves everybody yep. the most genuine rock star
0: ever it it really truly was but 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 the cinderella's the Tesla's, and jimmy you bring it up i mean their music was just different they they were a little bit different than just your average Can we say band.
2: intelligent hair band <laughs> I Is mean, that, I I don't know how they rocked. To, to, I mean, to, to these, guys, it.
0: these guys did a lot of these bands, and you're looking at the biggest Enough's Enough fan in the world. Mm-hmm. These guys did what they had to do to get signed. Mm-hmm. If everyone said, "Look, here's the deal, right now, if you're going to get a record deal, but you got to you got to like stick a dildo on your forehead <laughs> and get out on stage," well, guess what? Everybody's putting dildos on their forehead and they're going out there and they're doing it. If it's hair spandex, whatever these guys were doing it, and it was a matter, it was it was on the fans Mm -hmm. to find out if it was good music or not. Yeah, yeah. It was on us to figure out if we like these guys, and these guys
1: were viable. Listening to uh, you know, to the Night Songs record and listening to the Mm -hmm. Styles, you can hear, you know, these guys are East Coast guys. You know, talking about Philly, baby. They're they're East Coast, and Fred was New Jersey. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, you can hear some old school old school Detroit rock in there if you listen uh you can hear you know like fred told me he was really excited uh to join this particular project because to him it was aerosmith meets acdc
0: oh i agree i agree, I, that's, agree. That's, I think that's, that's, that's legit. accurate yeah. i think that's legit when, and you're not that's not blasphemous to say that about cinderella mm-hmm. that that's not blasphemous at all to say that, that it was it was it was aerosmith acdc because when you heard tom's vocals but when you heard that style of music Man, Night Songs. That opening track. I'll put that up against. I mean, that was a damn good song. And when Tom Kiefer played that live, that got more out of the crowd. We needed a shot of gasoline. Yeah. And when he freaking when he, he hit the match, and baby. when they sang, when he sang that with his and his band is phenomenal. Tom Kiefer's band is phenomenal. It it absolutely was. It, that song was that legitimized almost the whole damn record because it was such a good rock album. That was as good as any Aerosmith or anything that was out at the time. Before we get into Christie's take on uh, Cinderella Night songs, talk about if you can. And I think you touched on it when the last time you guys were in. So, kind of for the folks that are just joining us here in in season three, talk about Fred Curry. I mean, he you do. I mean, Fred Curry, the drummer for Cinderella, yeah, is someone that you do business with. Sure, uh, and we're not allowed to talk to because we don't want to damage <laughs> that. That,
1: that business. we can talk, but uh, you know, Fred uh, contacted me and. I, you know I hate to admit this, but when he called, I actually didn't know who he was. He, and I talked to him probably five, six times. Fred, if you're listening to this podcast, I think that is absolute <laughs> bullshit.
2: <laughs> no, it's
0: true. Oh, I know it is. It's, I'm just no, I'm just saying that's it's bullshit. absolutely true. Because it's Jimmy horrible. gets in
2: business mode oh, and he's got this client that's asking him <laughs> questions about listen, I need you to build me a doll and I've had a lot of other companies and I haven't liked any of them, so guess what? He you goes, I'm Fred up. Curry
1: and I'm like, that's okay. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, okay, all right, Fred. Cool. I know you're, I know a couple Freds. You're, you're yeah. a really nice guy. I mean, yeah. So just we parted ways on the telephone numerous times. And finally, at one point, he he asked me, he goes, do you know who I am? And I'm like, <laughs> no. God. <laughs> no, no. And Jimmy, that's that's cool. That's It's kind of cool. And Fred cool. thought it was really cool, but, too. You know, that would
0: absolutely help if you're going to be in a business relationship. He yeah. doesn't need my – you don't need my fanboy ass talking to Fred Curry on so, the phone. So, you know,
1: yeah, I, and of course, I just – with what I do I, I can't get into fan mode you know mm-hmm. it just it just doesn't work I f- I feel uh that. but uh anyway you know so I figured by the t- the last time out of those probably half dozen calls when he asked me flat out if I knew who he was I'm like I probably had to figure out who this guy is <laughs> <laughs> google like, fred curry <laughs> that, that might be a good thing so you know I figured it out on i am like missy this is a drummer from Cinderella you know, but uh, anyway, Fred at this point is a composer for TV and film, very serious composer. Uh, but, uh, you know, beyond all that, just the the most down to earth guy, very normal. Oh, I love hearing that. Uh, if, I love hearing that about if, my heroes. If, if, you know what I mean? The guys that I dug. And before he, I found out who he was, uh, I would have never guessed, you know, he doesn't make an air about himself that, uh, hey, I'm a rock star. Right. You know, give me what I want. Right. It's kind of an like attitude. It.
2: And when he was drumming, he was filling in for drums with Night Ranger and he goes, Listen, we well, played a couple of dates in, in on the East Coast, Pennsylvania. He goes, You know, why don't you and your wife come on? you know, I'll get you backstage, blah, blah, blah. You can hang with us and everything else. We're like, uh, okay. He, he and was, it was the coolest thing ever. The show was, the, was over. We had wine with him.
1: He was the coolest guy ever. Uh one of his childhood friends was there, uh, Bill uh was it McIntyre?
2: Yes, Bill McIntyre. Uh, that he grew up with in New Jersey. Just a, childhood friends. The coolest
1: guy. So we got to hang out with his childhood friend, and we were talking music and talking Fred and Cinderella. Yeah. You know, and uh, watching Night Ranger and Fred filling in and all that. But it was just really cool because we got, you know, some of the backstory about his mom and how he was raised. Uh, now knowing what you know, and, and obviously here I am,
0: Mr. 80s geek, and, and, and really I, th- I think about Long Cold Winter, And Heartbreak Station and still climbing. I mean, dude, he was one of the best drummers from that era. I mean his sound is is still a great drummer. Oh
1: God, yes. You know So that that's so cool that you were able to kinda it it's funny because I you know, a lot of people will say if you meet somebody famous, you know, just hanging with them a few minutes, you'll realize quickly why they are famous. Yeah. If you hear Fred Curry play drums live and especially playing drums and singing live. You'll know immediately why he's a rock star. And
0: and, and I know, Jimmy, you're going to say, Archie, that's not what I meant. And I know that's not what you meant. But it was so funny. Before we went on, before we started recording, he's like, hey, I could text Fred a Uh question. (laughs) If you can think of something intelligent. (laughs) to say archie I didn't, and i, I, didn't and know, I was I like term it <laughs> no it's no no jimmy and i'm not trust me come on jimmy you've known me long enough I, i'm not i does that doesn't that doesn't phase me and and quite honestly i i'm such a fanboy when it comes to this type of music and stuff hard rock and heavy metal are just i i just i love these guys to death so i, I you know what let's i can't think of anything of, inte- <laughs> of any sort of intelligence that i that I would want to ask Fred. I mean,
1: it's It's just kind of geeky stuff, you well, know? But that's okay.
2: We took a I, picture of the album cover, sent it to Fred, and Fred he, was very... He said,
1: he was like, give thumb. me the thumbs up, yes, thanks. But, uh, you know, one time, I, I did get in a, a very short period of fan mode with him after we knew each other for a while, and I thought... I just gotta ask i said fred what's it like to play in front of a hundred thousand people no doubt man they moscow. went to moscow yeah, man yeah, yeah. and that's sh- that was legendary
0: what, what did he say he
1: chuckled he goes which time wow, <laughs> the like, mode. wow. Yeah. there you oh, go like, holy crap never mind which time <laughs> wow well, but that's uh, uh boy that that's perspective yeah isn't it but uh, anyway he was he was you know just joking about it but uh, the energy from the crowd uh, was obviously incredible. You can watch the videos and and see that.
0: Well, well Jimmy, the plane ride over is yeah. stuff of legend. Oh yeah, for folks that that love this style of music. I mean, we all. I mean, you got to remember, we were getting our news. This is and. and Hey, hey, my millennial friend back there, Greg <laughs> Hansberry. But you know, we didn't have the Twitters, we didn't have the the Facebook, we didn't we didn't have any of that. We were just depending on a monthly subscription to to Circus or Hip Reader. Oh my God,
2: Circus! You know,
0: we we had to wait and find out if. If Vince Neil was gonna go to jail, or we had no idea what the hell was gonna go on, and, and if it,
2: Mick Mars was yeah. dead, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: Mick Mars. I thing. think
2: he is. No, is Mick he? No. Mars was old
0: in that first record. <laughs> yeah. Too fast for love. That dude was old then. He was buying everybody from Motley Crue beer. No, I'm kidding. But short and, and old. So, but no, that is that's phenomenal, and and I'm still. Still going to try and and get Fred Curry on the show through you without embarrassing Uh, you, Jimmy. I just can't figure out a way how to do it yet. We'll
1: figure it out. But one thing Fred did tell me about being in Moscow, though, he said they were exposed to, you know, all these great uh, buildings like architectural wonders or whatever, really interesting buildings. But he was like, there was always some major tragedy associated with it you know <laughs> right. somebody was assassinated or right. or right. murdered right. or killed right. here right you know because oppressive you know government or yeah. whatever so it, everything came Russia? with like really? a, a, okay. a you know kind of a downer story with right. it so anyway
0: that's that's awesome but that i'm i'm jelly that you even had that conversation <laughs> with with fred curry about that uh,
2: Christy Kemper, uh, Night Songs, w- w- I mean, what did that mean to you, girl? Came out in 1986, and you know my background before I came to QFM. I worked for a radio station in Dayton called The Big Wazoo, and we were one of the first radio stations in the country to do this new format that is kind of what you would consider active rock today, where we were playing Bullet Boys. <sighs> we were playing Winger. These are all the bands we've discussed, Greg Hansberry, on all this right. show. The first time, uh, it was an adult contemporary station in Springfield, and they had switched formats. So I I go from playing Fairy Cross the Mersey uh, to, you know, Smooth Up In Ya, okay?
1: 17? What (laughs) Uh, a great transition. And here I am,
2: you know, 22 years old, uh, newly married, and I'm a part of this this whole new culture of of these hair bands. You know, from 87, you know, through uh, 91 when I came here. And this album in particular, I remember the first time I heard it, it had already been out, you know, for three years before we actually started playing it with a new format. And I just I just remember I wasn't a real fan of it at the beginning. I'm like, oh, god, it's starting to sound like everything else. And now the older that I am as the doughy middle aged woman and all of my female counterparts and we listen to local bands like, well, 1988 or even No Regrets. That have a resurgence of all of these hair bands. It's nostalgic at this it's point. It's nostalgic, and then it's like, I wish I would have appreciated it more when it first came out, as opposed to looking back and going, "Boy, this stuff is great! I can dance to this." But "Night Songs" for a long time was one of my was one of my favorites.
0: It, it, absolutely, for me as well. And, and, Chris. and like I said, that was I, the
2: first release, the first single, and that that's what sticks out in my mind. Everybody
0: thinks "Shake Me." You know, yeah, you no, think no, about no, "Shake no, Me." No. And "Night you, Songs" was it, man. And and yeah, nobody's fool. To hear nobody's fool now, um, nobody's fool and kicks. Don't close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Are two mm-hmm. of the ballad type songs from the era. To me, we're not going to talk. That are soon? a little bit <laughs> more than just ballads. I, I, I. Those songs and Christy. I'm getting ready to say it. I'm getting ready to say the I word, Christy. Okay, all right. They are they're iconic. Yeah, to me, they yeah. they really are. When I hear nobody's fool. Uh, and, and quite honestly, Shake Me, that is where the whole ACDC thing came in. Because when, when we heard Shake Me for the first time, it was like, wow, this this is. This is almost Aerosmith. This is almost ACDC. But it fits in with everything else. And it just, they did such a good job on this first record. And, and, and Night Songs itself. I want to go back to that. That song is so important to guys and gals. Uh, like me, who this we we lived this. This was our this was our music. This to was, hear yeah. that song, you know, uh, in our last episode, we we talked to Trent Anderson and we did Dawkins under lock and key, and yeah, there was other hits on there, but the opening track, Unchain the Night, was so like I say, it's this ethereal type. Yeah, this this song is just this mood night songs the title track is that same vibe with me and there's just this this one i mean it just i am
2: and to be night songs. i'm set 15 the tone. again i'm yeah, 15 yeah. again when i hear this Christy. it set the tone for the for the rest of the album for me oh no doubt even no though doubt. it wasn't the same you know type of as the rest of the songs that the opening track is what set the whole mood for the album for me
1: good stuff okay what my yes. favorite tune on the track oh, on the what's what is it or excuse me the album somebody saved me that riff man it's uh it's just got this haunt that haunting hook mm-hmm. you know
2: mm-hmm. i'm all about that you're all about the hooks i know you are
1: love that's that. one thing
2: jimmy is, is all absolutely. about absolutely
1: and they played that when Kiefer played sticky fingers yeah oh man amazing
0: well and 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 that's why a lot of times and you bring up the hook when it comes to album when it comes to a, a piece of vinyl the opening track Mm-hmm. those are the ones that always stick with me that's why I bring up the Unchained the nights that's why I bring up the night songs that's those opening songs are just they set the mood yep, yep. they yeah. set the mood and and Cinderella was able to do this and this is not going to be the last Cinderella and hey all right here's here's what you ask Fred
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> is got, it, got, it, got, thank you is, is it intelligent?
0: intelligent here's what you ask Fred <laughs> can he at one point in 2018. Come on and talk about and talk about Long Cold Winter. I, I would love to talk that record. Uh, that was as great as this album was, and and Fred obviously was a part of Long Cold Winter and the and the records that would follow. Yeah. Sure, um, their growth as a band. I mean, there was a they started introducing the blues elements and and stuff that that Tom was kind of you know grooving on his his influences. Really, this this got our attention. So, Night Song got our attention. But but the albums, like Long Cold Winter. Their progression. Oh, my. I yeah, mean, their progression. It's it just the, the way those guys off. So if there's a way you can professionally ask this guy to come on <laughs> I,
1: with us. I, th- I think Fred probably, would be happy to do, do it. probably do I that. Do. Uh, so, one thing I wanted to mention about Kiefer, too, that uh, kind of a differential thing is not only is he great frontman, great singer in his own right, but he can also go up and play lead guitar at the same time.
0: Those are all him, man. Yeah. And 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 um, the first time that I ever saw Cinderella. You noticed that? I, that was at that was outside that was late '80s, and that was it was it was tough to kind of to, to pick up on it. When I was able to see them about ten years later, all the originals, and they were at the Al Rosa Villa. Huh.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So we're talking mid '90s at that point. So when I was able to see it there and you're like wait a minute these Kiefer is playing these these are you you kind of saw him sharing it with Jeff Labar, and you're just oh, like yeah. you're like oh oh my goodness now first time I saw him is like it was it was so overwhelming it was outside you know and you got 30 40,000 people there and it's it's kind of overwhelming but to see them in in a closed you know environment like the Al Rosa or just a small club like that and to see those guys Tom Kiefer, he's he's one of the best he's on the from that era He's, he's on the, he's the Mount, he's on the Mount Rushmore. Yep. Yeah, he absolutely is. I mean, there's, I, I, and I don't even know who I'd put ahead of him. He might be George Washington, or who the hell's on Mount Rushmore? Who do we got on there? Who the hell's on there? That's the question. Everybody was always talking about. Well, he's on Mount Rushmore. Well, who the fuck
2: is who's on there? Who's on that rock? I gotta Google that. Hell, seriously, think about. It.
0: I know Abe Lincoln's on there. You know what? We're just gonna say Tom Kiefer's Abe. Lincoln.
2: That's the 8.3 alcohol talking. No and shit, I don't know. man. No shit.
1: All right, another little tidbit, please. When, please. when they were uh, doing uh, and this, is straight from Fred, when they were right shooting on. the videos, you know, back in the day, and you see them throwing. Guitars around, right? Mm-hmm. They they were not throwing around uh, Epiphone Les Pauls. Those were fifty nine Les Pauls that they were literally throwing and letting smack on the floor. Oh shit! Those are six thousand dollar guitars, dude.
0: Eric, even at Birmingham, <laughs> the the bass player, he was doing that shit. I mean, usually it was just the guitar players when you were seeing that, and but no, man, they were all doing it.
1: But uh, you know, I guess young and. Uh, I don't want to say young dumb, and dumb, but no. No young and, young dumb. and rich no. and uh, the world's your Money oyster. Money to throw That's right.
0: <laughs> Oh,
1: man. That ain't the only thing they
0: spun around. Uh, uh, so, Christy Kemper, thank you so much. Thank you, Arch. Uh, it just, this will not be the last time. I hope not. All right. And uh, I wish I had another 8.2% space to <laughs> us to give you, girlfriend. But There's after- a bar
2: around the corner. Like I said, I got moonshine on my desk door. To- Ooh,
0: sorry. Oh. And Jim Ro- Jimmy Roseberry uh, yes, Gypsy Kings lead singer and, and, and once again just YouTube Google Gypsy Kings a, a great live band here in Columbus, Ohio and 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 quite honestly Kevin's one of your drummer is one of my favorite human beings ever I just wanna, love Kevin I just, just want to let you know that and I, he been... knows that I know that I have kind <laughs> of a crush on I just I love him he's he's one of my favorite people the dude is funny his Not, wit he's is... funny
1: as hell I wish I was
0: half well, as you know, witty Kevin, as he
2: was Kevin used to do radio
0: well, I, that he doesn't shock radio. me. Yeah. That does not shock me. That does not shock me. But he's one of my favorite people, and he's a hell of a drummer. You guys have an amazing band, and uh, congratulations on all your success. And thank you, Jimmy, for coming in, man. Thank I, you. I
1: appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: So, just uh, if you could give Fred Curry's number to my producer, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. For producer Greg Hansberry, I am Arch Madness, and this has been Vinyl Analysis. Stay Frost. <laughs>
1: on Mount Rushmore.